0: Wa'id akhda, and when he took, meaning remember, recall the time, when, or rather, mention the time when your Lord took akhda your Lord took Mimbani Adam from the children of Adam, min zuhurihim from their loins, zuriyatuhum their children, wa and He made them testify, ala upon themselves. What alastu? Am I not bi definitely your Lord? Qalu they said, Bala. Of course, why not? Yes, Shahiduna, We testify, we bear witness that you are definitely our Lord. In this ayah, basically, what is being mentioned is the Ahd of Alast. What is the Ahd of Alast? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us over here that from the children of Adam, from their loins. Zuhur is a plural of dhuhr, back, loin. So from their loins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took who out? whom their children. So basically, when Adam alayhi salam was created, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had all of the children of Adam present in front of him. Do you remember that? Were you there? Yes, you were there. And you were there. And every single one of us was there but do we remember it no just like you don't remember the first time that your mother kissed you right the first time that your mother hugged you you don't remember anything but that happened right so if your mother tells you the first time i held you i felt like this and i put this on you and i put that on you we believe our mothers right likewise when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that this is something that happened even though we don't have any memory of it but still what do we do we believe in it So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala produced all of the children of Adam, all of them in front of him. Every single human being, man or woman, someone who became righteous or someone who became very sinful, someone who's gonna end up in Jannah or someone who's gonna end up in hellfire, even Firaun, even Abu Lahab. Every single human being, someone who died in their infancy or someone who developed some kind of Mental issues, whatever, disabled, whatever, every single human being was produced and brought over there. And what happened? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made them testify. Every single person, He made him testify to what? To the oneness of Allah. How? That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala asked, "Alas tu?" A is a question. A am I? Les tu? I am not, meaning, am I not rabbikum Definitely your Lord. Am I not your Lord? Who is your Lord? So all the people they responded, shahidina, bala, shahidina. Of course, you, Allah, are our Lord. If you are not our Lord, then who is our Lord? No one is. You are our Lord. Bala, shahidina. Now, why did this happen? Why did Allah subhanahu wa taala make every single human being testify to this oneness, testify to this fact that Allah is His Lord? Antakulu, lest you say, yawm al Qiyamah, on the day of judgment, that Inna kunna, indeed we were, and hada from this gafleen ones unaware. From what? That on the day of judgment, you don't present this excuse that, Oh Allah, I never knew that You existed. I never knew that you are our Lord. I never knew about this. So nobody basically can say on the Day of Judgment, Oh Allah, I didn't believe in you because I never knew you. Why? Because of this incident. You see, there are certain incidents that have happened in our past. Perhaps in our childhood. We don't remember those incidents vividly, clearly. In fact, we cannot recall them at all. But they are somewhere there in our subconscious. And they have an effect on us. On how we think. How we deal with others. How we speak. Isn't that so? Which is why many times when people have certain issues, let's say for example a psychological issue, or they have some kind of phobia, then in their therapy, they are made to recall what happened. What happened. Dig into the past. Dig in. Dig. Their family is asked what happened exactly. And then eventually they find out that when they were little, somebody used to make fun of them, which is why they have slurred speech now. For example. Hmm? Or when they were little, when they were one year old, somebody touched them in an improper way and as a result they have this fear today or they're not you know confident when it comes to trusting people right now that incident which happened because you know little children also as young as 2 years old as young as 3 years old can get depressed they can have psychological issues little children do they remember what somebody said to them when they were 1 year old they don't But whatever we have experienced in our past, it remains in our subconscious and it has an effect on us. And this incident that happened of Ahd Alast, this is a reality, it happened. And although we don't recall it, we don't have any memory of it, but because we experienced it, it is somewhere there in our subconscious. And this is why human beings have this God-searching nature, meaning their human being by nature seeks God or seeks someone whom they can rely on, they can live for, they seek for a purpose. Every human being seeks for some purpose, some reason. So why is the human being like this, curious by nature about these big questions of life? Why? Because of this experience that happened. This is the reason why people search for God. And this is, you can say, it is called the fitra. Because of this incident, what happened? Human beings are born upon the fitra. What is the fitra? The natural, innate predisposition. Okay, of what? Submission to one God, submission to one supreme being, and... Desire for what is good or preference for what is good. So people, they want good. They want to submit to someone who is greater. So the human being, we have this God-seeking nature and this is a result of what? This incident that happened. This incident of Ahd Alast. The Prophet wasallam he said that Allah ta'ala says, I created my servants Hunafa, meaning monotheists. But the Shayateen came to them and deviated them from their religion. This is why we believe that if a person were to grow up in an absolutely pure environment, that nobody tells him anything evil, anything wrong, any element of shirk, then they would grow up to be who? Muwahideen. People who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But the fact is that every human being, who is after him? Who is after him? The shaytan. Right? So shaytan doesn't leave anyone alone. Which is why we see that even little children they ask questions like, where is Allah? And how come I can't see him? And who made Allah? And where did Allah come from? Hmm? So shaitan, he puts these thoughts in even children's heads. Right? So shaitan doesn't leave any person. The Prophet wasallam he said that every child is born upon the fitrah. It is his parents who turn him into a Jew, into a Christian or a fire worshipper. Just as... Animals are born having full bodies. Do you see any of them having a cut-off nose? The mushrikeen, this is what they would do, that they would slit the ears and the noses of their animals like we studied earlier in Surah Al-An'am. Right? So, the animals are born in their complete and whole form. But what happens? Who distorts their form? It's the people. So likewise, every single person is born upon the fitrah, on the belief in tawheed. Why? Because of this ahd alast. But what happens? Shaytan doesn't leave that person. And after Shaytan, it's the society, it's the people that the person interacts with that have an effect on him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took this Ahd. Why? So that on the Day of Judgment, nobody can say, Oh Allah, I never knew. I never knew that you existed. And even if this Ahd alast did not take place, we see that, In this earth, in this world, there's so many signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. It's not possible that a person reflects on them and he doesn't learn. He doesn't learn from it that there's someone behind all of this. So on the Day of Judgment, basically, no person will have any excuse before Allah. Or you say, Meaning, we took this covenant so that on the day of judgment, you cannot say that, إِنَّمَا, indeed not, but, إِشْرَكَ أَبَاؤُنَا, our forefathers did shirk. Our ancestors, they invented polytheism, min Kabulu from before, meaning long time before we were born, وَكُنّْا, and we were, إِذُرْيَةً, children, إِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ, after them. Meaning, we were their children, we were their progeny, we were their descendants, so we followed our ancestors. If we did shirk, it's because our parents used to do it. It's because the entire society used to do it. So, oh Allah, please don't punish us. No, this excuse will not work. Because even if the whole world is committing shirk, every person has taken this covenant with Allah. Every person has within him this innate realization that my Lord is one. I have a Lord, there is someone who made me, there is someone who looks after me, there is someone whom I came from, and I am going back to him. So no person can offer this excuse on the Day of Judgment, that our parents were mushrik, this is why we are not at fault. Would you then destroy us bima because of what faala he did, المبطلون, The falsifiers, مبطلون, Followers of baatil. Those people who are on battle, meaning on falsehood, meaning nobody can say on the Day of Judgment that, oh Allah, why would you punish us for the falsehood that the people before us invented. We never invented it. They invented it. We are their children and naturally we followed them. Now over here we need to reflect. Many times we are doing things just because we have seen other people doing them. We believe in certain things because that's what everybody believes in. We follow others, we imitate others without using our minds. What does this ayah teach us? Don't follow people blindly. Don't follow others blindly. Even if something began years and years ago, hundreds of years ago before you, it doesn't mean that it's definitely right. Only what is from Allah is the haqq. And what is besides that don't accept it just because everybody does it. Challenge it. Review it. Think about it. Is it worth doing? Because we learn in Sahih Muslim, in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, the inmates of hell are five. Meaning there are five kinds of people who will go to hellfire. One of them, he described that person as the weak. The weak one who does not have any power to avoid evil. Meaning, who just accepts anything that others tell him to do. Even though he sees it as wrong, he recognizes that wrong, what does he say? Oh, never mind, I'll just do it. And unfortunately, this is the attitude of many people when it comes to the matters of religion. We know that something is wrong, but what do we say? Oh, but my husband is telling me, but my parents are telling me, you know, my parents are telling me to take this OSAP, what can I do? It's okay, never mind, Allah will forgive. الَّذِي la So weak that he doesn't have any, any power to resist wrong. When it comes to clothing, when it comes to eating, are we able to force our ways? Are we able to force our ways? Of course. We make sure that we get exactly what we want. You know, sometimes it's amazing how children they will beg and beg and beg their parents not leave them until they get their way. Have you ever done that? That you wanted to do something and your mom initially says no. But you go ask her again. And you ask her again. And then you make her agree with you. And if she doesn't agree with you, what do you do? You still manage to do it without letting her know. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody does that. All kids do that. right? So... When it comes to the matters of this world, something that we want to do, we have all the determination and courage. But when it comes to the matters of religion, then we become so weak. The Prophet wasallam said, the inmates of hell are five, the weak who lack power to avoid evil, the carefree who pursue everything irrespective of the fact that it is good or evil. So what do they do? They just follow anything. Anything. They don't see, is it Right. Is it wrong? Did the Prophet wasallam say this? Is it approved by the Qur'an and Sunnah? Is it acceptable Islamically? No. They don't analyze it at all. So-and-so said this word, I'm gonna say it too. So-and-so wore this, I'm gonna wear it too. So-and-so dressed up like this, I'm gonna do the same thing. No. Use your mind. Use the religion, the knowledge of the religion. The Prophet Wasallam said, continuing that, who do not have any care for their family or their wealth. Meaning, completely irresponsible people. So a person who lives his life like this, in a blind way, following others, then such a person will end up in the fire of hell. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this mind and these windows to the heart, the eyes, the ears. Why? So that we think. We think about what we're saying and what we're doing. So on the Day of Judgment, if a person presents this excuse... Oh, our parents did this, We never knew. So why would you punish us? Not acceptable. Because each person has been given an akal of his own. Wa and thus nufasilu. we explain in detail al-Ayat the verses, وَلَعَلَّهُمْ Allahum," and perhaps they yarjiun they will return. So all of this, Allah has explained in detail why? So that we return to Allah, seeking His forgiveness, turning back to him in obedience.
1: شهدنا أن <classics sauna Lustig Machine> <mid> to يوم القيامة إنا كنا عن هذا غافلين أو تقول إنما أشرك آباؤنا قبل وكنا ذرية من بعدهم أفتُهلكنا بما فعل المبطلون وكذلك نفصل الآيات Anything
0: you'd like to share with the whole class? Yes. Um, recently, I just studied stages of personality development, and this surprised me a lot. Uh, within the first year, if a child cries but is not picked up, he can develop trust issues. And this is within the first year of a kid's life. And then within the next three or four years, if certain like steps aren't, like, certain requirements aren't met, you know, the child has inferiority issues and complexes, and, you know, the, so many problems arise within the first few years. First few years, imagine And if you were to ask the child, why do you feel like this? Why can't you trust others? If you try to find out, he cannot pinpoint to the exact incident, but the fact is that it happened. And then it's the parents who say that, yes, we used to make this mistake. Yes, we did leave the child with such and such person who perhaps, you know, did this to the child. So the parents are the ones who, who explain what happened, right? So likewise, we don't remember this incident. But who is telling us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Woman مِنَ اللَّهِ Keilah. Who is more truthful than Allah in speech? What lu and recite? Alay him upon them. Nabaa. News. Allah of the one who of the person who Atainahu we gave him Ayatina our ayat. Tell the people about the person whom we gave our ayat. Meaning whether it was the Torah or the Injil or the Qur'an, a person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave his ayat to. So he learned the verses. He knew them. He understood them. He recited them. But what happened? But he detached himself. He came out. minha from it. In salaha is from the root letters, sin lam kh, And in is basically when a snake sheds off its skin. When a snake sheds off its skin. And what happens? Have you ever seen a snake coming out of its skin? Hmm? As it sheds it with a lot of difficulty, it takes a long time, eventually he comes out of that skin. So he's come out and what is left behind him is the skin. So in salah minha, he stripped himself, he cast off, he abandoned, he removed from himself the covering. Which covering? Which libas? The libas that Allah's ayat gave him. The libas of taqwa. The libas of iman. He left it. He took it off. He got rid of it. And he moved on with his life. Allah gave him ayat those ayat gave him a certain sibra, a certain coloring. He was living in a particular way, a certain lifestyle. And then what happened? He said, I've had enough of it. So, he leaves them and he moves on. He abandons the Qur'an and he goes away. But when he goes away, he's not going to be alone. Because now, he doesn't have his protection. Before, what was protecting him? The Qur'an, the ayat of Allah were protecting him. Now that he's left that protection, who's going to come along with him? فَأَتْبَعَهُ الشَّيْطَانِ So shaytan followed him. And when shaytan is with a person, and there's nothing to protect the person from that shaytan, then what is going to be the fate of this individual? فَكَانَ So he was من الغَوِين of those who are astray. Florida of Gawi, Gain Ya, Gawa, misguidance, deviance. So he became of those who are deviated. Who is this person? His name has not been mentioned. And like many other people in the Quran whose names are not mentioned, this person also, his name is not mentioned. Why? So that we can relate ourselves with this description. Because if a name is given, then what happens? We only think about that individual. But when no name is given, the character, the personality is described, the traits are described, then what happened? We try to relate ourselves with them. And that's exactly what is intended over here. That think about it. Think about yourself. Think about this person whom Allah gave the ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the book, he possessed knowledge of the book of Allah. He was an alim. She learned. But then what happened? He left the book. He left it. He closed it and put it away. And he didn't open it again after that. He learned, but he didn't implement. He said, I've had my, you know, taste of the Quran and now I have to do something else. So goodbye. I'm going to start something different now. He left the Qur'an. And when he left it, that Qur'an was replaced by what in his life? Shaytan. Because remember, that the verses of Allah, the Qur'an, this is something that will protect you. It will not just teach you about what you have to do. The Qur'an will remind you, will show you your mistakes, and will help you become a better person. You will constantly grow with the Qur'an, improve with the Qur'an. But along with all of these benefits, one of the greatest advantages of holding on to the Qur'an is that the Qur'an will protect you. Protect you from what? From going astray. Protect you from what? From shaitan overcoming you. From shaitan harming you. From shaitan leading you astray. Because remember that when shaitan swore an oath, he said, by Allah, I will lead every single human being astray. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That inna ibadi لَيْسَ لَكَ عَلَيْهِمْ سلطان. My servants, you have no authority over them. And who are the servants of Allah? Who have a connection with Allah, who show servitude to Allah. How? By looking at what he has said, reflecting on that, applying that, taking his guidance, taking his instructions and also seeking his help. So the Qur'an in our lives is what? A protection for us, protection against the shaitan. And when a person will leave this Qur'an, then shaitan will befriend him. And when Shaytan will befriend him, then Shaytan will lead him. And when he will lead him, then this person is definitely, definitely going astray. Previously, what did we learn? وَالَّذِينَ bil kitab. <بِالْكِتَاب> One is that you hold on to the book. And you know what? Life is always you know, changing. There's always ups and downs in your life. A phase of your life, everything is easy. Another phase, very difficult. And then you're suffering. And then you're sick. And then you're tired. Constantly, things are changing in your life. But what is necessary? That we hold on to the book of Allah. We never Ever leave it. Because the moment you leave it, who's going to become very active? Shaitan. He's already active. But what is protecting you right now from Shaitan is the Quran. It is the Quran. And if you leave it, then Shaitan will be successful in misleading you. He'll be victorious in harming you. So, what is necessary that through ups and downs of life, we are always holding on to the Quran? It's like If you are sick, do you forget to eat? Do you? No. If you're sick and you're hungry, you'll ask for food. Recently my son was sick and he was sleeping throughout the day. And every time he'd wake up, he'd ask for a snack. We don't forget things which are important to us even in the most difficult situations of our lives. If a woman is getting married, Hmm? If a girl is getting married, does she forget to eat that day? No. When she has a child, does she forget to eat? No. She remembers to eat. Right? But why is it that we forget the Qur'an? We leave it. Because that's exactly what shaitan wants. He wants us to leave the Qur'an. Gradually, gradually. He says, it's okay if you don't recite today. No problem. Recite two pages tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, we don't recite, he says, it's okay. You're going to class the day after tomorrow, inshallah you'll spend two hours there with the Qur'an. So it's okay, five days you don't read the Qur'an, don't recite it, don't listen to it. No big deal. Two days are coming, and then you'll spend time with the Qur'an. And then what happens eventually? One Saturday morning, shaitan says, you know what? You're too tired. Take a break. You deserve it. And then what happens? We skip class. And then the next weekend... We're lost. And then the weekend after that, again, we're lost. And then when the test comes, we're like, I don't know how to take this test. You know what? I'm just going to drop out. I'm going to become a listener. And then when we become a listener, then what happens? Gradually, gradually, everything goes. So remember that the greatest treasure that you have in your life, greatest treasure is the book of Allah. As long as you hold on to it, You are successful inshaAllah. And when you leave it, and that's exactly what shaitan wants you to do, leave the book. If you leave it, then shaitan will be replaced by the book. May Allah protect us. So, فَانْسَلَخَ مِنْهَا فَأَتْبَعْهُ الشَّيْطَانِ فَكَانَ مِنَ الْغَوِينَ He became of those who are astray. Recitation.